The series on the fruit of the Spirit. And let me tell you why it's very important today. It's not just a series of the fruit of the Spirit, but this uh, eight, seven, eight, eight part series uh, was uh, strategically put right after Heal Your Life. Now, I don't know how many of you heard the previous series called Heal Your Life, okay? But Heal, Heal Your Life was a five-part series, okay, where we talked about the hidden issues of the heart, how to address them with the Holy Spirit through prayer and meditation. The very things that we don't know that are sabotaging our life and have been robbing us for way too long that maybe we're not even aware of, okay? Deep-seated belief systems that are in our subconscious we don't know Things that are robbing us from experiencing the promises of God. Things that are robbing us from experiencing the abundant life that Jesus came and paid so that we would have, right? That's what we celebrated last week, the finished work of the cross and the power of the resurrection in our lives. But many times we don't experience that stuff because there's things inside of us that are working against us. And so we address those issues. We address the big blockers like unforgiveness. Um, uh, We addressed... um, uh, belief, wrong belief systems, and then we talked about also harmful actions, right? And thing, things that we do and, and habits that we have that work against us. And so we, we address that, but we don't want to just uproot and learn how to build. But these, um, the fruit of the Spirit and the things that we've been talking about, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, today, meekness and self-control, okay, these are categories of what the Spirit of God wants to produce in our life. And when we're walking in the Spirit and we're producing the fruit of the Spirit, then it helps us build on top of what we have already prepared our heart for, okay? And so, in other words, when you're not walking in love, when you're not walking in peace, when you're not walking in patience and in kindness, right, We talked about those issues in in the previous series, right? But these are the things that should be coming up. And a lot of times we need to address these specific categories or things in our life in order to get rid of some issues that we've been trying to for a long time ourselves. Um, If you have the biblical prayer, the biblical prayer is, is printed up in the bookstore. It's on our website under resources and it's on our app. The biblical prayer is, uh, we've heard lots of testimonies from people that have been praying and meditating according to that, okay? But the thing is, it doesn't work unless you understand what it does. Because if not, it's just a tool, it's just something you just do, and it becomes a tradition of man and is, is no better than, you know, than praying with, you know, just like, like Jesus said, you know, you pray and you pray and you pray and it's just like blah, 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 it means nothing because you're just doing it as works, Okay, and so that, that's what happens if you take the biblical prayer and you're just like, oh, I'm going to say this because a lot of people have said it and it's been good for them. Then you're just using it as a trick, okay? There's no understanding. But in that prayer, you know, there's also different categories. And a lot of those are directly linked to the fruit of the Spirit. I'm, 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 trying, to, um, I'm trying to wrap the whole picture here, okay? Because before we finish today, I want you to know why that's so connected to this part, okay? It, it wasn't going to be a 20-part series, so we just broke it up in those two. But it's very important that after we learn how to heal our lives, that we also know the importance of the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit isn't just a song for, children, a song for children's church. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control... If you don't know that song, it's okay. 
But the point is that the fruit of the Spirit isn't like, well, if you're a Christian, then you should act like this. No. If you're a believer who's walking in the Spirit, who has the Spirit of God inside of you, then this is the fruit that others should be tasting in your life and that you should be benefiting from. Because the truth is that if, if you remember a lot of the Heal Your Life uh, teaching was also connected to a lot of our physical issues and chronic disease that we're experiencing in our bodies that aren't supposed to be there. And so I'll give you one example. You know, When you have that understanding and then you look at the fruit of the Spirit and the first one was it love, right? And you realize that maybe you have a problem with love. Because you don't fully feel loved by your Heavenly Father. Therefore, your identity is kind of messed up. And you're trying to get value and, and uh, purpose from other things other than your Heavenly Father. Right? So all those things are unconditional. So then, you know, you're not walking in love all the time. And maybe you also have a problem with peace. You're very anxious and very fearful and all these things. And guess what? Those things start eating at you in your physical body as well. It's not just that you're a stressed, grumpy person. It's that it's also affecting your health. It's all connected together. You know, sometimes I feel like we, we try to like separate things and be like, well, no, that's the spiritual stuff. You know, that's just his personality and this is the work of the cross. And we don't understand that. No, it is all together. It is all there for a purpose. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Therefore, the fruit of the Spirit is, is this, right? And these are the things that it should produce in our lives if we're walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And if you're not seeing some of these things, then maybe you ask the Holy Spirit and you pray the biblical prayer and the Holy Spirit says, yeah, it's because, you know, you have a problem with patience, right? And you realize, wow, that's why I've been so angry all my life, right? And when you address that issue and you meditate on that and the Holy Spirit heals you from whatever things came up at that time, you know, then, then you can actually give that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit in, in patience, and so what we're talking about and what we talk a lot about in, in, in Vita Church is, you know, the root issues of the heart. Because we're not about to modify the behavior of our lives by saying, well, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. That's wrong. That's wrong. And you need to stop that. Because that does nothing. That means nothing. It doesn't last. And so today we're closing with this. Uh, meekness and self-control, you'll see why we can do uh, the both in, in one teaching uh, and how connected they are. But I hope this helps you because I want you to be able to look at Heal Your Life series, the biblical prayer, and the fruit of the Spirit as something that you're continually renewing your mind to and continually asking the Holy Spirit, you know, what why do I have such a hard time with maybe kindness? I wonder how many of you can tell your kindness meter has gone up in the last few weeks. And the rest of you need to listen to that message again. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So if you ain't doing, you need to go back to hearing and hearing and hearing till you're fully convinced in your heart. <laughs> okay. All right. 
So Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 said, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And then verse 23 says, uh, Meekness and self-control. Okay? Meekness and self-control. And it says, Against these things uh, there is no law. Um, meekness is the action to humility. We know humility is good. We know pride comes before the fall. We know Jesus was an example of humility. We know Jesus was meek. But what does meek mean? Because a lot of times I think we've confused meekness with like weakness. <laughs> it rhymes, right? I don't want to be meek because I'm going to look weak. Well, Jesus didn't look weak. He was very strong. And so we talked about meekness. If you want to listen to a whole message on just meekness, you can uh, listen to a recession-proof um, series, okay? And it is on finances, and, and it's because meekness is also related to finances. But, but the concept of meekness is, is not just for finances. The concept of meekness is the action of humility, okay? And the opposite of humility, what is it? Pride, right? Pride causes people to overplay their hand and to overspend and to overpromise and to... And to always have to be the biggest, loudest person in the room. They can't let others shine, right? They have, they have a need to be the biggest, smartest person in the room all the time and let everybody know, right? Uh, but meekness is the opposite of that because meekness is actually saying, I have a lot more strength, but I don't need to show it. I don't need to, you know, humiliate anybody. I don't need... You know, I'm okay with not being the biggest person in the room. I'm okay with not being on the spotlight. I'm okay with, you know, uh, not having to let everybody know how smart I am. I'm okay. And, and what, what meekness is, is to voluntarily restrain your strength. Okay? So if you're writing notes down, then meekness is to voluntarily restrain your strength. Okay? So that's why... Um, a lot of versions in the Bible say, instead of meekness, say gentleness. Gentleness and self-control, right? Because if you think about it, uh, someone who needs to be gentle is someone who has too much strength, right? Uh, we have uh, three two-week-old puppies in our house, you know? Cute little things, you know, just so tiny and so fragile, you know, and they go... You know, it's just like really cute, you know? And, um, and so when the kids, you know, are going to hold them, we tell them to wash your hands and, and they hold them together. We tell them, be, be careful, be gentle, right? Be gentle. Why? Because, because they're fragile. But not necessarily they're fragile, but because the kids have a lot more power and strength, right? Don't squeeze them too hard, right? Don't, don't. Rough them up. Don't, like, be gentle. In other words, restrain your strength. Okay? That's meekness. When me and my son wrestle, I don't have to tell him, well, right now I do, but I don't normally have to tell him to take it easy on me, right? He's nine. I'm 39. And, uh, and, and I don't have to tell him to take it easy on me, right? I don't have to be like, hey, be gentle. Like, no, no, no. Who needs to be gentle? I need to be gentle, right? Why? Because I have more strength. I have more power. And if I don't restrain my strength, I could hurt the person. I could hurt someone else, right? In the same way, if the puppies, you know, 
are playing with a cricket, the cricket doesn't have to be gentle. I don't have to be worried about the cricket. Right? And so someone who is meek is because they have a lot more strength than the other party. So Jesus was meek. He withheld his strength. He restrained his strength and his power, right? It says that he gave up his, his divinity, his godliness, and came as a man and just played by human rules. How many times do we read the arrest of Jesus, right? We read when they arrested him and when they tortured him and when they beat him. And, and, I, and we're like, man... Like, I feel so powerless. I wish he would just like snap his fingers and everything would be gone and everybody would fall to the ground. And and, and I wish he would call an angel, you know, a legion of angels and he would just, you know, set himself free. And and more like, why? Because it's an injustice, right? But it's not because he was weak. It's because he was meek. He voluntarily restrained his strength so that he could go through the cross and the resurrection for love. Are you with me? And so meekness is to voluntarily restrain our strength. And that's why, you know, gentleness, that, that's, that's what gentleness means. It's like you need to hold back, okay? Now let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. So meek does not mean weak. And meek is the action of humility. Okay? Meekness is the action of humility. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God um, did not give us, uh, here we go, He did not give us a spirit of fear, right, but of power, love, and self-control. Power, love, and self-control. So not fear. So first of all, it's a spirit, right? He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but we have a different kind of spirit. Now remember this. We're talking about the fruit of the spirit. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. When we are walking in the spirit, we are empowered to love like God loves, right? Joy, to be joyful, to choose joy, to have patience, to be kind, to be good, who we are, right? To have faith, to be faithful, to multiply the things that God has put in front of us, and to also be meek, and to also have self-control. Now, self-control is is like, for a lot of people, it's a hard one, because many times we associate self-control with like, well, it's really hard. I have to work really hard at self-control, right? Like, ooh, self-control. I better buckle up, you know? Here you go. What do I need self-control for? Right? That's the association we make. However, it's completely against what we've been studying every week on the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is a fruit, right? The apple tree doesn't go, all right, here we go. Apple season. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Apples, right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do that. The apple tree just got water. It's, it's just producing. It's natural. It's easy, right? 
the apple tree has power and grace to produce apples. And I love it that, you know, it is painted to us with the picture of a fruit. Because fruit is not something you have to work really hard on. What you have to be intentional about is making sure you're in the right soil and you're watered up and you're connected to, right, the root, the source, which is him. So when we're in the spirit, it's not hard to be loving, joyful, patient, kind, all those things. Therefore, it shouldn't be hard to have self-control. And I know I, I have not convinced you yet. But it's okay. Still got a lot of time. Self-control does not need to be a hard thing. Self-control, it's a spirit. And it's a spirit that was given to us. Not the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and self-control. Therefore, you have everything inside of you to exercise self-control. You have to believe that. Say with me, I have everything I need inside of me already to have self-control. And for that matter, like everything, right? To have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. Self-control, you know, uh, it's not others' control. God did not give us the power to world control, spouse control, children control. I know. This is also kind of a bummer, right? <laughs> You're like, can't control other people. You can't. That's when people get in trouble, when they're trying to control other people. They're called tyrants, dictators. This is not a political message, okay? <laughs> God has only given you the power, the grace, the ability, the spirit to control yourself. So stop trying to control other people, first of all, because on a good day, the one you can control is yourself, and that's it. And now the other thing is a lot of people think self-control and and telling myself what to do is telling myself what not to do, right? But that's not it either. We associate control with, like, no sugar, you know, no uh, TV, no... Sin, no this, no that, you know, don't look that way, you know, don't look at that person, don't turn on that movie, don't turn on that channel, don't, 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 right? Look, I had a birthday on Monday, and when it was my, well, I actually forgot about my birthday the other day, you know, it was kind of, I'm like, is this happening at 39? Somebody asked me, he's like, how old are you? I'm like 38, but I'm about to turn 39, and that was like on Friday, and I'm like, well, you know, actually, I, I turned 39 on Monday. <laughs> like, that happened, you know? And, and I was like, okay, so it's my birthday. I get to have sugar, right? <laughs> like, I love dessert. Like, it is so good. And especially if my wife, you know, made it, it's like, it's like the best. And so JT told me I could have it if it was quality sugar, you know? And it's definitely quality. I mean, it's organic. Some of the, our desserts are healthy. Like, I'm pretty sure they're healthy desserts, right? They're like, and so, 
Anyways, anyways, I, I had, you know, it was like, okay, my birthday, I can just have dessert. It's fine, you know. I don't normally eat a lot of sugar. I don't drink soda. I don't, you know, I know how terrible it is for you. You know, it's like drinking poison and then asking the Lord to keep you healthy. It's like, you know, what are you doing? And so, <laughs> so anyways, no condemnation for anybody here. If you drink soda, you know, that's why this message is for you today, you know. <laughs> Good, good. Just laugh it off. Laugh it off. You know? um, anyways, I got a lot of sugar for my birthday. And this, the, she gave me a, a huge bag of one of those gourmet popcorn that has like drizzled salt caramel and chocolate and like everything. Was that for Easter? Oh my gosh. See, I didn't even open it till it was my birthday. That's how disciplined I am. And so... <laughs> It was just sitting there watching me every night, and on my birthday, I would rip open that bag, and I'm like, oh, this is good, you know, but I'm only going to have a couple bites tonight, <sighs> right, you know, and then she gave me these dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's, and it was like, man, it was good, st- I like that, right, and so, so the first night, I only had a little bit, the second night, I'm like, okay, and then I have to put this away, because it's not my birthday anymore, but then a voice told me, it's your birthday week, and so there... <laughs> I was like, okay, Wednesday, Thursday, I finished the whole thing. Like, and I'm telling you, the whole thing was a lot. It was like probably a family size thing, you know, and I didn't share. And so it was like the Lord protected me because I thought I was going to get sick to my stomach and I didn't. And, and I was like, that's the mercy of God right there. Cause that was a bad choice. That was a really bad decision. Anyways, I kept telling myself like, don't have the sugar. Don't have the sugar. Okay, I'm not going to have the sugar anymore. I'm not. Well, I totally failed. You know, I, I had it all. And, you know, and then you know, my throat was a little irritated. I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, I'm feeling all condemned. I'm like, that was a dumb choice. Now I'm going to have to really work hard at the gym next day. And, you know, and I'm like, I don't even like cardio, so I don't even know if it works on this stuff, you know. So anyways, <laughs> I am all confused, you know. I'm like, no self-control, right? It was just like a slippery slope just went downhill real quick, and I had it all. And, and I'm like, now I've had it all. There's no more. So please don't give me any sugar. You know, I'm like, don't bake anything. Don't, no more desserts. You know, it's been, it's been the, the birthday week, and I've had enough. And so, you know, but we don't, um, a lot of times we, we think that, that the self-control is for saying no to things, and that is, I believe, something that sets us up for failure. Amen. Because, see, your brain doesn't even understand no. It's like a child, right? You've heard Dr. Matt say that? You know, your brain's like a child, and it doesn't understand no, right? When you tell a child, don't touch that, it's fresh paint. Oh, there's like a magnet, right? It's like, I must touch it, right? But that is exactly what the law did in the Old Testament. The law was never made to make us righteous, and it was never established to save us. It was only there to show us our sin and that we needed a Savior, that ourselves, we could not save ourselves, that we couldn't do this on our own. And so that's why the law was there. And, you know, and the other thing is that people in the Old Testament, they did not have the Holy Spirit inside of them. 
Okay, this is just a parenthesis. People in the Old Testament did not have the, the Holy Spirit inside of them. Therefore, they didn't have the fruit of the Spirit. That was not an option. They didn't have the fruit of the Spirit. They were not empowered through grace or through the Holy Spirit to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, or self-control. It was all on their own. That's why even King David made some big, real big mistakes. That's why Abraham, you know, lied about his wife being his sister when he was scared. Like, they didn't have what we have. We have the Holy Spirit. We're empowered through the Spirit of God to do these things, to have this fruit in our lives. But it's also not meant to be hard or difficult to attain. It's supposed to be what? A fruit. And so when we tell ourselves, no, 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 you know, all your brain hears is like, if you're like, hey, no more lust, no more porn, no more drinking, no more drugs, no more whatever it is, you know, no more this, you know, no more junk food, no more sugar, no more soda, no, 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 no. Your brain, all your brain sees is like lust, porn, addiction, drinking, sugar, sex, outside of marriage. You know, like all these things, like your brain just sees that. And because it's all it sees, guess what it's going to do? I know you don't like this, but saying no like that, it doesn't work. Because that's exactly what, what, what the law was. The law was thou shall not, thou shall not this, thou shall not that, thou shall not. Don't, 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 don't. There's no power and there's no grace to fulfill the law. There's only power and grace for the promises of God and the things of the Spirit. There's only power and grace for the new covenant. In other words, when you're trying to fulfill the law or your own self-established law of don'ts, your brain doesn't even understand it, and there's no grace and there's no power of the Holy Spirit to do those things. Because it's all in your self-effort. See, all the no's were under the law. And how many of you have ever exhausted yourself with saying no to so many things? It's exhausting, right? It's like, I, need, I really need self-control because I need to say no, 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 you know, no to this woman because I'm married, no to this guy, you know. Girls, just because a guy keeps coming with, like, pretty words and stuff, it doesn't mean that you have to say yes after, you know, Oh, they're very persistent. They just kept coming. But the problem is that all we say is no. You know what there is power for? Our yeses. There's power for our yeses. There's grace for our yeses, and the Holy Spirit empowers and backs us up in our yeses. What does that mean? Well, our yeses, see, first of all, the fruit of the Spirit is not a bunch of no's. The fruit of the Spirit is what you should be producing in your life. See the difference between the Spirit and the law? The law is no's. The fruit of the Spirit is all the yeses. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. 
Do you see the picture? It's easier to paint an invisible picture because, you know, the whiteboard for me is a difficult place. So, the law, a bunch of no's. There's no grace. There's no power. There's no Holy Spirit to back you up on that. The fruit of the Spirit. All the yeses. What are you saying yes to? Listen, when I started this this church, um, we could call it uh, the last eight years, when we first moved into this building, I didn't have a vision of what I wanted to build. I had a vision of what I didn't want it to look like. And then the first year, the Holy Spirit like showed me and revealed to me, I can't get behind what you don't want to be and what you don't want to say and what you don't want to look like. So let's get together and why don't you tell me everything you do want to build, everything I put in your heart, everything that you want to see, right? Because God doesn't work with anti-messages and anti-visions. God doesn't work with the law. And so that's why, you know, you know, God gave us this idea to build a place where people encounter God, they belong to a family, and they're transformed. It's not a place where people don't sin. It's not a place where people don't cuss. It's not a place where, well, hopefully you don't cuss here. (laughs) Hopefully you don't cuss outside of here. But anyways, that's a different subject, right? But it's not a place of don'ts. It's not a place of what all of us, we don't do that. All of us, we don't say that. All of us, we don't, like, it's not that. It's a place of what we are building, what we are doing. And behind that, the power of God, the grace and, and, and the spirit can, can get behind that, right? And so in the same way in our life, many times we have a, and this, like, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, you get saved and you're like, okay, I know my life has to be different. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to do this, not going to do this, not going to do that. And guess what? All your brain sees is this and all that God can support is something that you do want to do. So therefore there's no grace for a, a law that you've established and created yourself because God's not working with the law anymore. And so, what are you saying yes to? See, because self-control isn't for the no's. Self-control is for your yeses. Because a yes, a strong yes, listen to this. A strong yes is an automatic no to everything that comes against that yes. I don't have to say no to every woman, you know, that... Oh my gosh, you know, she really gave me a look. Oh my gosh, you know, I have to say no. No woman I married. Oh, you too. No woman I married. No, no. I don't I have to say no to all these women. That'd be exhausting. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was that was not, I didn't plan that, that was funny, wow, listen, that's hilarious, okay, I didn't mean it that way, okay, okay, I don't have to say no to sugar, that would be exhausting, I don't have to say no to any kind of temptation because it would be exhausting to say no to all these things. All I have to remember is that my yes to my wife is an automatic no to all other. There you go. That's it. Okay? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
It's automatic. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to be tempted about it. It's not even an option because I have a strong yes to my marriage. I have a strong yes to health and longevity. So I don't have to say no, no, no to the junk food, no to this, no to the sugar. I don't have to. It's exhausting, right? That's why the people in the Old Testament were so frustrated. That's why the Pharisees were empowered to be the police of everybody because they were always checking on the nose and what everybody did wrong and how they missed it. And God's like, away with all that stuff. Listen, what is your yes to? And so my yes is to a long, healthy life. Therefore, it's an automatic no to junk food. And, 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 and it's a yes to a lifestyle of eating healthy and taking care of my body because I want to live a long, healthy life. It's a yes to being able to play with my kids and with my grandkids, right? So that's why I take care of myself. And guess what? The Holy Spirit can back that up. And my self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And it's not hard because it's just a yes, a strong yes to something else. So it's an automatic no for everything else. Let me tell you, some people have a hard time coming to church. And I'm not coming down on anybody who misses church. There's very reasons why people sometimes don't come to church and, and all that. And so, but, but, but here's the difference. You know, it's all in the heart. Some people, you know, it's hard for them to commit their life to the Lord because it means saying no. Hello. To a lot of other opportunities, a lot of other things, a lot of other flashy, blingy stuff going on outside in the world. And it's so hard. There's a guy, he works at a dealership, and I've been telling him about the Lord probably for over a year. And every time I see him, he's like, you know, he sees me walk in and to service the car, whatever. He's like, Pastor Ben! And he's like, I'm coming to your church on Wednesday. I'm coming to church. On Sunday, I'm coming to church. I'm coming to church. I'm coming to church. He's never set a foot in here. Okay? And he wants to. Yeah, he really wants to. He's a really nice guy. He's a really great guy, you know, and, and I like him a lot. And I know God has a plan for his life, but he has a really hard time because he, every time there's some excuse, there's some, some excuse from really big ones to really dumb ones. Okay. And there's always an excuse. And I, I don't, you know, I don't put any condemnation on people like, or, or anything like that. I just love them. I, every time I see him, you know, I celebrate him, you know, I invite him back. Right. And, but he doesn't have a problem, you know, with, uh, I mean, his problem is he's, he's got all these options. Right. And so he can't say no to all these things. And you think like, yeah, poor guy, he's under a lot of pressure. Right. Everybody is pulling on him. But well, the problem is he hasn't said yes to Jesus. Because when you say yes to him, it's an automatic no to anything and everything that comes in the way of that. You know, if somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, you're super smart how you got that deal over there. So we want you to be the CEO of, of our company and we're going to pay you, you know, just like $10 million a year for being our CEO. But we work on Sundays. I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to pray about it. I don't have to consider it. I don't have to figure out how to. It's an automatic no for it because I have a strong yes to this, right? I have a strong yes to my calling. I have a strong yes to what God has given me to steward. I have a strong yes to him above all things. And this is the day of the Lord. So sorry, that's not going to work. 
What, you don't have to think about it, pray about it, talk to your wife about it? No, I don't. It's an automatic no. And the problem with people is they don't have strong enough yeses that are saving them from all the other temptations that they have to say no to. This is really good, right? Because we all have those things in our lives. We all have that, you know, and we struggle with self-control. But let me tell you, when it's a strong yes that you have, there's a spirit of God and the grace of God is backing up your yeses. And it becomes really easy. Those other things are an automatic no. Um, Go with me to uh, Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm going to land this. But um, is this helping anybody? Hmm. Uh, There's a lot of good things that we do with a little bit of a wrong motivation. A lot of people work hard. A lot of you are really hard workers. But a lot of people work hard because they don't want to end up like their parents. A lot of people work hard because they don't want to be poor. A lot of people exercise and eat healthy because they don't want to die or end up like someone else. A lot of people do a lot of things because of fear of something. Because they don't want to do this. And whenever our motive is based on fear or a negative, we're on our own. It's self-effort. It is not the fruit of self-control. It is us and our own strength and our own trying and our own self-discipline. Let me tell you, there's some people that have never really tried self-control as a fruit of the Spirit, but only as a fruit of their own personality or their own determination. So imagine how powerful it could be when you start changing your motives and your vision about everything that you're doing, because I'm not telling you to stop working hard. Work hard, but let your hard work be because you're called to be a kingdom builder, because you want to leave an inheritance for your children's children, because you want to bless the world, because you want to be used by God to, you know, to do great things, because you want to be a generous person and you want to be a giver. You see the difference? God's in that. Okay. Hebrews 12, 2. Do we have it up on the screen? There we go. It says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. Watch out. Because of the joy awaiting him, not because of the fear, not because of the threat, not because, right? But because of what? The joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Because of the joy awaiting him. See, we can endure hard things, even things that are shameful or embarrassing or difficult. Like Jesus being on the cross, you know, he was innocent. And he took it like he was guilty. But he endured for that, and even the shame of it. Like, imagine, if you're going through something like that, wouldn't you be tempted so many times to be like, you know what, no, this is too much. This is too much pain. I'm done. I, I'm tapping out. Nope, this is, ooh, no, that's it. Angels, right? It, it could, like, imagine the temptation. But it says, because of the joy set before him, because of the joy that awaited him. You know what the joy is? 
That was his yes. And Jesus was able to endure the cross with meekness. He restrained his strength, right? He could have done a lot of things. He could have gotten off there. And with self-control, as a fruit of the Spirit, right? Of the Spirit that lived in him. Self-control because he had a yes. You know what his yes was? You. You're Jesus' yes. And I know, right? We can feel really bad because sometimes we haven't reciprocated with that yes. We haven't said yes back to him, you know? We're like, ugh. He endured the cross because he had a strong yes. He didn't have a, a no, you know, he didn't have a threat. He wasn't under the gun. He wasn't in fear. It says right there, there was joy. And it was a yes to you and me. Oh, Jose, Ociel, uh, could somebody get up here, please? Oh, Daisy, there we go. Amazing, thank you. So it wasn't because of the threat. It wasn't because of the fear. But how many things we do, right? And then we try to exercise self-control. And that self-control isn't working. It's self-effort. And so I, I want to I pray for you this morning. And uh, you know, I want you to just think about this for, for a moment. Like what, what things do you need yeses for? You know, because the Holy Spirit could could quickly reveal if maybe maybe he already has to many of you like why now you understand why it's so hard to have self-control in something it's because you're trying to say no to them but you don't have a strong yes and so i believe the holy spirit is going to drop a strong yes to you this morning on different things and so you know jesus was able to do this because of his yes to us and um uh, and I love that part at the very end where it says that even the, um, even the shame of it. Because a lot of times we cave in or we crack because of the shame or because of the embarrassment or because what others are going to say. Especially when, you know, you're younger and when you're, you know, when everybody else is doing this and everybody else is looking like that and everybody else has this, then you're tempted to cave in because it's embarrassing to be different. Hello? Right? It's embarrassing to be the only one not drinking. It's embarrassing to say you're still a virgin because everybody else is sleeping around. It's embarrassing. But it says right there, he endured the cross, even disregarding its shame. There was a shame because he was counted guilty. And so many times we feel shame of not being like the world. We say, God, you know, all this, not, I'm not even going to be ashamed or embarrassed of doing what is right. You know who did this? And Joseph did this. Joseph had a strong yes to the Lord. And if you go and read the story of Joseph... Joseph had a strong yes to pleasing God. And that's why when Potiphar's wife came to him, when his master's wife came to him and she's like, hey, Joseph, how you doing, baby? I like, you know, nobody's home. Nobody's going to know. 
And let me tell you something. She had kept on pressing, kept on pressing, kept on pressing. But this man, he had a strong yes to the Lord, which became an automatic no to anything that would hurt God's heart. You know, for the youth, many times, you know, you just have to have a strong yes to your relationship with your parents enough that anything that would hurt them is an automatic no.